Take me to the king. Take me to the king. Thank you for joining the question for the day. Today we'll be talking um, about the question, do you know the disadvantages of being a perfectionist? So many of us try to be perfect in things that we set out to do, tasks that we try to complete. We try to be perfect in that. But there are disadvantages that come with trying to be a perfectionist. So we'll look into that message today. Before we start our message, let's go into prayer. Dear Lord, we honor you and praise your holy name. We thank you just for waking us up this morning, Lord, keeping us through the day and providing for us. We thank you that we are in our right minds and we don't take you or anything you've done for us for granted. Anything that concerns us, Lord God, you've always been there. Lord, we just ask that you please forgive us for anything that we have done that doesn't serve you or others. We ask that you continue to guide us with your spirit and eliminate selfishness, eliminate conceitedness, eliminate perfectionism. Guide our minds to do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. We thank you and we praise you, dear Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 So today we're going to talk about the disadvantages of being a perfectionist. So what's a perfectionist? Let's go into the definition of what a perfectionist is. A perfectionist is someone who refuses to accept any standard short of perfection. 
That means if I'm doing a task or job, I will work until it is done perfectly. That could be really, really not a good thing. And then in some cases, it could be a good thing. But if you're doing it to the point where it's hurting someone or you're doing it to the point where it's hurting yourself or taking up all of your time, that's really not worthwhile. So, for example, I'm a tech writer. A tech writer is someone who writes like um, user guides, online help documentation, other important business documentation. I do a lot, a lot of writing. So, in my case, um, it is very, very common uh, that technical writers may want to seem or take on that characteristic or behavior of perfectionism. Why? Because I have a job that is customer facing. So I have to make sure my documentation is free of grammatical errors, spelling errors. I have to make sure that, you know, the processes are flowing and I'm explaining everything correctly. So in this type of scenario, it would be very easy for someone like me to try to be a perfectionist because I don't want anyone to see like any mistakes that I've made. But you will be surprised. Writers do make mistakes. Even being a technical writer, I make mistakes. And what happens after I make the mistake? I just go and fix it. Okay, you know, you give feedback. Oh, there's an extra space there. Oh, you know, you forgot a period. Oh, the period should have been there. You just go and fix it. So there are times where, you know, someone may say that, but it's okay. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. We all make mistakes. No one is perfect. So this topic is so important because when you think about it from a spiritual or natural aspect, no one is perfect. Like I said, no one is perfect. So I'm not sure why some of us um, or just some people do we take on the mindset or the characteristics of a perfectionist, knowing it's not very productive and it's really not worth our while because we'll never be perfect on our own. Um, so let's answer the question, what are some of the disadvantages of being a perfectionist? Although there are many, we will focus on the top three and just what God says concerning these issues. Number one. Being a perfectionist can cause you to lose sight of what is important. We don't want to be so focused on being so perfect that we lose sight of loving one another or perhaps spending time with the Lord. Like I'm so perfect that I'm working so many hours at my job to get what I'm doing exactly right. I'm putting in overtime. I'm staying long, long hours over the time that I was supposed to go home just so that I get it right. Now that now you're missing time with your family or you're too busy or too tired to pray, there must be a balance. Even even every thought that we have or every action should not go into be being perfect. There must be a balance. Let's look at scripture. In Proverbs 11:1, 1, the Bible says, the false balance is an abomination to the Lord, 
but a just weight is his delight. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. So we must have balance. We must have balance. Um, and we can't let perfectionism get in the way of that. Number two, the second disadvantage is um, obsession is quite common when it comes to perfectionists. You have people who obsess over every little detail concerning their life or destiny because they want it to be perfect. But to be honest, this obsession, again, leads to nowhere. Only God is the only one who lays the foundation of where we will be in this life. Let's look at scripture. Go to me to um, go with me to scripture uh, Proverbs twenty twenty four. So the Bible says, "The Lord directs our steps." So why try to understand everything along the way? Let me read that again. The Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? We will never, ever understand everything. He's the one that's directing our steps. So we must abide by God's word. Let him lead and trust in his direction for our life. That's a must. We can't obsess over every little detail on how we want our life to go. Because we don't, we don't have control of that. <laughs> Number three, perfectionists will often be quite unhappy. Imagine being unhappy because one thing is out of place or because you made a mistake. Or you're afraid of making a mistake. Remember, being a perfectionist does not mean you will never make a mistake. So again, you cannot let that get in the way of happiness or having joy in your life or bringing joy to others. Strive to do your best, yes. And if you fall short of that, get back up with joy and try again. Let's go to Romans 15, 13 in your Bibles. God's word says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's huge. May the God of hope fill you with all joy. Not the fact that you got something perfected or you strive to get something done in a perfected way. May God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. <laughs> now, after going over these disadvantages, they are, these are actually deep when you think about it. And some of you may say, um, well, God wants us to be perfect. And you may even, you know, go to the scripture that says, and you may even quote the scripture that actually says, we must be perfect as our heavenly father is perfect. Yes, this is true. But we are only made perfect in Jesus Christ. That's it. Not with our own mere actions. It's only through Jesus Christ. 
Absolute perfection is a quality that belongs to God alone. All of us fall short of the glory of God and we have to go to him for repentance. So therefore, these are the steps we need to follow to be perfected in Christ Jesus. Number one, you must accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Why? Why is this the number one step? Let's go to Hebrews 10, verse 10, 14. God's word says, For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. So Jesus was Christ. So Jesus, the Christ, was the sacrifice so that we may have everlasting life. He was the sacrifice. God's son. Number two, we follow the great commands, which the Bible says in Matthew 22, verse 36, 40. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Finally, spread this gospel. Jesus left his commandment that we may spread his word. The Bible says in Acts 10.42, and he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all the living, and the dead. That's so important, so important. God wants us to spread his word. He's coming back soon. The more we preach and we and we tell others of the goodness of the Lord and we teach, preach the gospel, we can get others saved. So this is the end of my message. Let us perfect our ways in Jesus Christ. Now, if you don't know the Lord and you want to be saved, the Bible says in Romans 10, verse 9 through 10, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So repeat after me. Dear Lord, I give you my life today as I confess with my mouth. You are Lord, and I believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead. Please save my soul and become ruler of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Amen, amen, amen. If you gave your life to the Lord, we would love to hear from you. Please visit www.tishope.org and complete the contact form. We would love to hear from you. Have a wonderful, blessed day, and we'll see you on our next Question of the Day episode. God bless you. Please, it's time to stop laying these.